Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks this morning. We were just uh, we just couldn't help but laugh as we were going through the Bible and get ready. So we're in a little bit of a giggly mood right now, but here we are in the book of 2 Corinthians on our 70th podcast, and we're talking about uh, how God puts things together and blesses us even through bad times. And when we're in, in the second letter to the church at Corinth is a completely different letter than the first Corinthian letter, than the first letter to the church at Corinth. And the first letter was dealing with issues that the church had, pride and all these different things. And now this second letter is uh, is almost autobiographical with Paul. God inspired him to write this and tell of some of the things he was going through. And I don't know about you, Stephanie, but as I go through these, it's good to know that I'm not alone. It's good to know that, that the apostle Paul's been through some of this junk. And and uh, it, it's good to see that and know that. And and uh, so we're going to be talking today about how God can use things in our life so that we can uh, help other people, that, so that we can remember that with God, we've got some pretty great promises. And starting here in verse number two of the book of 2 Corinthians chapter one, it says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. I'm so glad that we serve the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them that are which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. So I get to this place, Stephanie, and this is what comes to our mind, or my mind anyway, and I'm sure it's crossed your mind as well, People listening to us, people who are, uh, for the most part, have hurting hearts or are helping people with hurting hearts. They have stresses. They've been through junk. And all of a sudden, we see this verse where we're reminded that God can comfort us, but we should take that comfort and help other people who've been through the same junk we've been through. Now, looking at that, uh, what do you have to say about that? I think this is um, this passage has become a part of my journey um, these last eighteen months, and um, I think it's it's the concept for me of either choosing to be just a sponge who needs to take in, or being willing to be let God create a well, and that can give others hope. That can give others hope when they are in the same kind of wilderness or desert, uh, feeling hopeless or feeling done. And um, I know there's some psalm, a psalm, a passage in Psalms that talks about that, about making a well in the valley of Baca and yeah. where there's mourning and bitterness and being willing to be, to let God use us um, as we go through different trials to be that hope and that help to someone else. And I remember when I had my first miscarriage, um, 10 years ago now or so, um, nine years ago. And, um, I remember talking to my friend Rhonda Hicks, um, at church, um, after I had found out the baby was dead and just really, really struggling through it. And I remember asking her why, why would God take a baby? Why would God take my baby? And, um, 
I remember Rhonda giving me such wise words and she said, because maybe there's someone else who's going to lose a baby and God wants you to be able to encourage and help them. And that, that was the wisest, most powerful thing she could have said to me. And I thought of that many times since then through my other miscarriages and through even, um, Charles death of God, I don't understand your purposes. I don't understand your ways fully, but if you can somehow use this to honor and glorify yourself, whatever that looks like. And for me, it's, it's meant, um, it's a part of the surrender process of being willing to say, okay, I can either choose to sit in a ball and, um, curl up in myself, or I can choose to, um, be that living sacrifice and say, okay, God, how do you want me to use this to serve you better? And I'm not trying to say I've got that all figured out and that I'm an expert at it in any ways. And that there's still things I want to curl up in a ball, but that constant daily coming to the Lord and saying, okay, God, there's somebody you want me to help today. And I'm here, you know, take me and use me. And I think that's where, you know, when we see God use us to help someone else who's going through a similar trial or whatever the case is along those lines, it, it's not like the Lord uses that to give us a purpose in his, in his bigger plan. And it helps us to understand that, no, you may not, you know, you may live with pain. You may live with an empty feeling, you know, if you've lost a husband or a wife, yeah. um, there's that empty loss, you know, feeling that's there, um, for me for 18 months, you know, I'm sure everybody has their own, you know, everyone has their own story of how that goes. But in the midst of that, if God can use that, if he can fill that, that loss and that hole that we have in our hearts and in our souls with himself, then it gives him a chance to shine through us greater. And, um, and I guess that's for me, that's something the Lord's teaching me is let me fill you and let me use you and you know let me show you how great my plans are and that's a pretty awesome thing it is it is and and and, you know to have a uh to have a point of knowing that i went through all this junk but there's something godly i can do now there's something Mm -hmm. i can do with this that i went through and uh, I'm, I'm so glad you put that together the way you did. And then there in verse 5, it says, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. So we're, we're consoled by Christ. So we, we go through this junk and these sufferings and these terrible times, and we're to help people. But what makes us different, what separates us, what separates the girls from the ladies or the boys from the men is understanding that our consolation, our consoling comes from God, is understanding that it's about God, not us. And uh, Mm -hmm. I I think we just talked about that. And whether we be afflicted, in verse number six, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual and enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer, whether we be comforted, it is your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. So we, uh, sadly, Stephanie, it's sitting there saying, hey, you're part of the suffering, but now you get to be part of the salvations and the helping people and, and, and part of those things. So what comes to your mind now? Now, God told us, and we just covered the part where 
Uh, we're supposed to comfort other people. That's part of your ministry you mentioned. But then it comes down and it explains to us that our hope is steadfast uh, because we've been partakers in the sufferings. You know, the Bible says, I think in Psalms, uh, uh, before I was afflicted, I went astray. You know, everything was good. Life was good. I was up on the mountain and and man, I, I'd forget about God and that stuff. And that verse has the idea over there in Psalms, before I was uh, afflicted, I went astray. And it might be Proverbs, forgive me. But as I, as I think about that verse, and as I think about what he's saying here, Stephanie, it's saying we've been partakers of the sufferings, almost like we uh, going to get some steak off the buffet. So then you shall also be part of the consoling. What do you think about when you, when you hear that? I think there's the principle of, honestly, this is what the life of Christ boiled down to, yeah. where Christ was willing to suffer. He left that example of suffering on the, you know, suffering for others. Um, he went through so much for us. Yeah. And as he allows us to go through trials, he goes through those trials with us. There's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful. And, you know, he goes with us through those sufferings, you know, through that valley of the shadow of death. He goes through those moments with us and he's giving us that promise that as we, you know, as we keep our hope and our confidence in him through suffering and keep our eyes fixed on him. I think there's that, that wonderful principle of just as he's our great physician, he gives, he gives us special grace and a special privilege of being used by him, not because of anything great in us, but because of who he is in us. Yeah. And he wants to use those things and bring us forth as gold to help others. Amen. And you know, it makes me think of I knew this stupid guy one time who wrote a song about pain being a privilege. And uh, you'll hear Stephanie laughing in the background. Stephanie and I uh, write songs from time to time. We're going to have two done this week. Uh, Stephanie's birthday is actually the couple days from now. But anyway, on Thursday. But I was thinking we're actually recording this on Tuesday, May 5th. But I was thinking about this. And, and uh, you know, suffering... If we look at suffering the way God wants us to look at suffering, life can be a little bit easier. Because the way God wants us to look at this suffering, he wants us to look at it as we have the privilege of using that suffering and seeing someone saved and consoling, being part of his consolation for people. And that's so important. And then I want to go to this place. And Sorry, Stephanie, we're going to wrap up with this place. We're probably going to come back to 2 Corinthians and camp here for a week or two. But I want to go to this one verse here, verse number eight. It says, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. And then it goes on to say in verse nine, we'll look at these two verses together. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead. I've been thinking about this, Stephanie, in, in these two verses, talking about you, you're in Cameroon, and this is Paul's prayer letter, basically, and he's saying, brethren, I don't want you to think that, uh, uh, I don't want you to be ignorant, we were worried for our lives. It's that bad in mission fields around the world. It's that bad in places. 
It's hard to go to the grocery store. Stephanie can tell you that as her sweet husband was shot by a single gunman and killed in Cameroon. And you see that, Stephanie, you get to that place where he's telling folks, I don't want you to be ignorant of what's going on here. We could replace Asia to Africa. But then he goes down to verse 9, and something you told me many times about Charles and you. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. We're all going to die anyway. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God that raiseth from the dead. And over and over in my mind, I think about people like Stephanie and Charles Wesco and their kids and, and other missionaries that step in harm's way or the Apostle Paul or, or Christ and his earthly ministry. I keep coming back to why. Why do we do that? Why? And then I read in these words, Stephanie, because we have the sentence of death anyway, so we might as well go console some folks. We might as well uh, go win some folks to the Lord. Now, what comes to your mind, Stephanie? I mean, you're at the epicenter of feeling dangerous, of Charles being killed. What comes to your mind when you see those verses? Well, verse 10, verse 10 sums that up so sweetly. It says, talking of, of that God who raised from the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Amen. And that just that eye of faith that says, God, you delivered us. You have us here for a purpose. You still deliver. And we're going to trust in you to, to keep delivering us. And we want to be used by you. Yeah. Wow. And I think that kind of sums up everything right there. Why we do what we do. I think we're going to change the name on this podcast to number 70. We're not going to change the number. To number 70, why we trust God, why we serve. Uh, I think why we serve is probably the best, uh, is, is the best uh, name right there, why we serve. We serve so we can console others. We serve so we can uh, share salvation with others. Now, one thing we really don't cover much in this podcast is Stephanie is an accomplished musician and has a CD out there. And uh, a good, this real great guy helped her write uh, more than half the songs on that CD, about, two, about three quarters of them. Uh, that was me. God forgive me for taking credit for that. Uh, but anyway, we're in the process of, of Stephanie's working on another song right now. And uh, it's called, I Will Serve the Lord. Stephanie, can I encourage you to sing the verse, first verse of I Will Serve the Lord? Now, folks, this is impromptu. I, there was no mention of this. <laughs> Before that, can we end with that first verse? I will serve the Lord. Sure, if I can remember the words. Um, there marches through the centuries the martyrs of the cross. All those who choose to follow Christ to suffer any loss. And though their journey led them through the shadowlands of death, the song of their commitment they rehearsed with every breath. I will serve the Lord. I will serve the Lord my God. And if God should choose and my life I lose, though my foe may slay me, I will serve God. 
Amen. Amen. That is great. A friend of mine wrote that song. I actually met him uh, by trying to find and get permission for us to put that song on our next CD, and he gave it to us. He's a voice actor, and Steve Green sang that song, I Will Serve the Lord, and Stephanie's working on a wonderful rendition of that right now. But folks, listen, this is why we serve the Lord. This is what it's all about. It's we suffer. We go through these things so we can help someone else. And and uh, this is, you know, Christ's life, something you said, Stephanie, in the last podcast, Christ's life was all about suffering and consoling. And, uh, and folks, I want to end with that thought today. Our lives is going to be about suffering and consoling. Well, we sure do appreciate you, folks. We pray for you every day. Pray for us. Stop by and see us on our private pages on Facebook or Helpful Wounded Spirits. And uh, may God bless you. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. And we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.